Hey everyone, how are you? Welcome to your next stop host, me, Juliette Hahn. I am so excited for this episode. You guys know I say that every week, but I truly am because this is different and I really want you to listen to every word of this because I want you guys to think in your brains at a time in your life that you thought, can I create something? So I wanted to welcome to you guys, Cecilia Auth with Tubesies. How are you, Cecilia? Hi, Julia. Thank you for having me. I'm great. Thank you. Welcome to Your Next Stop. This is Juliet Hahn. I am a wife, mom, virtual coach, public speaker, and crazy obsessed dog lover. I am so honored to be able to take you into the life of someone that has followed a passion. Every week, I hope you are as inspired as I am. Welcome to Your Next Stop. So we met through a, cause I also love to tell my guests where we have met, um, and you know, how you came about joining your next stop. And so, which is really fun is we met through another guest that I had and you reached out to me and said, you know what? I have the story that I would love to share. And you told me the story and it was just, a, and I, as my guest, I mean, as my um, listeners know, I only like to know a tiny little bit because I love to learn as it unfolds. But the thing that was so exciting is that the little bit that you told me, I was so touched by your story. So can you please dive in, give us a little background about, you know, who you are, where you kind of grew up and, um, you know, all, all the good stuff and then get to how you ended up, you know, creating this amazing brand and product. Absolutely. Yeah. So I've been a pediatric nurse for a little over 20 years, going on 21 years this year. And um, I grew up in Maryland, in Southern Maryland, and I reside in Baltimore now with my family. But I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up, honestly. <laughs> I just, I've always worked in the field with children, though. So my very first job was at a daycare center. And I used to babysit. So I was the teenager in the neighborhood that babysat all the kids. So was I. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. And and so it was easy, quick money, cash. It was you know, great. But nonetheless, I enjoyed um, children. And so I really looked into various um, fields um, in school and college um, that worked with children. And it was in the area of special needs that I started off. That I did. I worked at a summer camp in college for special needs. And then I got into nursing. It was a sociology class that actually um, that instructor, that teacher touched on a nursing career. And um, it took kind of sparked an interest. And I know you're always talking about, you know, listen to that instinct, listen to that voice. And it's true when you hear of something that's interesting to you or of interest to you, that's almost effortless, you know, to kind of listen to that. So luckily I did and got into nursing. Um, my first job as a nurse um, was in the newborn ICU. So um, that wow. was an area that just, um, quickly grew of interest, um, when I was doing my nursing rotations. And, and so I did that for about six, seven years. And then, um, the great thing about the nursing field, you can really move around and work anywhere, but work in various um, areas of nursing, adults, inpatient, outpatient um, offices. So I've done it all <laughs> in the 20 years. 
So as I grew my family, as we grew our family, my hours and my interests, you know, changed and shifted. So, but it was really in this unique hospital. It's got Mount Washington Pediatric Hospital. It's a rehabilitation hospital, rehab, rehab hospital for children uh, with special medical needs that I worked in a feeding therapy department. And um, that was the area where it was an outpatient setting and we had a wide range of um, toddlers to older children coming in. And the majority of them required um special feeding therapy for various medical issues they had. And it was there where a good percentage of our children had feeding tubes. So um, in nursing, you work with various medical devices. And I feel nurses um, come up with challenges at times when we're trying to execute what, you know, our daily care. And it was uh, this consistent problem that I was having when I was working with these children with feeding tubes, giving them access of their medical vital nutrition and medication through this feeding tube. Now, for those of you who don't know what a feeding tube is, um, it's an actual medical device that's surgically inserted to a person's stomach. So it's directly, and they keep this um, device for uh, a few years. Um, it's not a temporary, meaning like day in and day out, um, to medical device. It's a permanent device until the child recovers from their medical problem. Can I, can I pause you really quickly? Yeah. So can you give us, cause I love how you just explained that. Cause that's what I was going to, you know, definitely have you jump in and do that. So what are some, if, if a child is born, like why would they need a feeding tube? Can you give us a little bit? And I know it's such a wide range, but uh, if you can give us kind of the overlay of that so we can understand a little bit more. Absolutely. So a typical, um, more relatable uh, medical diagnosis would be, say, a preemie, an infant that's born prematurely. And so they're um, still growing and developing. And so they may require some support, that um, nutritional support, because they're um, not able to um, digest and their digestive system is still working and growing and um, it needs they need a little bit of help. So this medical um, feeding tube is um, offered to typically um, those babies that um, need that extra support to grow. And um, they're given, you know, this this device while they're in the hospital and then they go home with this device. So the parents are trained how to use this feeding tube so that they can monitor their growth of their baby. And then a do their doctor decides, okay, they no longer need it after a certain amount of months or a year or two that they've met their milestone of growth. So that's an example. And there are, of course, like you said, hundreds of other medical, um, no, that's per that's, per that, that's perfect. Cause I think it's going to give the listeners just an idea, you know, then there's the other medical issues, but that makes sense. Cause I was able to wrap my head and, and visualize, okay, it's, you know, when a preemie, they don't have everything developed and they still need the nutritional support. So it's really about the nutritional support. So I appreciate you explaining that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, so then these families are given this training at the hospital once their child is given this medical feeding tube and they are taught and trained how to be their baby's nurse, basically. So now you have this family going home and um, not expecting probably to have of these medical devices to to handle and, and, and work with, but they're quickly thrown into this medical caregiver role at the same time. And what I found in working at this 
outpatient feeding therapy um, department is that the parents would come in with their child, but giving this direct access. So toddlers and infants and toddlers usually wear onesies, these body suits as, um, to help support their diaper area and to keep them comfortable. I always had an issue accessing this port. So this port, um, I actually, I can show you in a little bit, I have a little model baby that gives a visual. Which is very um, cool because this will go out on YouTube. And so it will, we'll be able to explain it there. People will be able to see that. That's cool. Yes. Yeah. So I can bring her out in a minute, but um, it was just finding that problem that, you know, was it just me and communicating to the families? Is it a challenge for them as well? Accessing this, this feeding port through their child's clothing, making sure they're comfortable while you're giving them their feeding. And is this another problem with other nurses? So that's sort of an area where I kind of dug in to see if it was just something that I was having an issue with. Right. And so, and so from there you heard that people were having issues, right? And so it was not just one or two. So if you want to take us through that a little bit, and if you also, if you want to take, if you want to get the, um, the, your, the preemie, Yes, absolutely. It was um, so. I found by discussing and talking with the parents, you know, it was was is this the problem, and is this challenging? And what can you know, as nurses, we want to help the family. Um, it's not just about the patient, is especially in pediatrics, it's holistic care. How can we help make your daily care just a little bit easier and make sure we're getting a better outcome when we're delivering our you know our medical care? So, um, so this is our baby model here. This is a sample of our bodysuit. This is a so cute. fun elephant. Ava the elephant is actually, um, Ava the elephant is a medical device product. It's a medicine dispenser. Ava the elephant is um, was developed by a lady named Tiffany Crummins, who I, who actually, and I introduced her because she ends up being my business mentor. Oh, I love that. This. So, um, I can share that later on as well, but so here's, um, it says brave and strong. So I'm very much into inspirational quotes. I'm all over my office. I, I think, and of course, um, setting like this, where if a family and parent can see that their child is brave and strong, it just gives a, you know, more positive approach to caring for their baby. So when you need typically a standard bodysuit, you access through the diaper area, you have to undress and unclothe your baby just to feed them. And it's just one more thing a family has to do. Um, and a child obviously is uncomfortable and crying. So that also hinders their, um, right. Cause the, cause the baby, I would assume is hungry. It's time to feed. And then they have to do this whole, whole step where they're, un, I mean, that's crazy to me. Right. Yeah. And then they remember that. So they're like, okay, I'm, I'm hungry. And here we go. We have to take off my clothes again. I'm going to cry even more because I'm hungry and I don't want to get cold. And so when you're crying, the pressure in the abdomen is occurring. The feeding's not going to go down as smoothly. So it's taking forever. And by the time your feeding is done, you're clothing again. And then an hour or two later, you have to do it again. So it's, it was just cumbersome and it was awful. It was just, I felt so terrible every time I had to wake up or interrupt a child to feed. Right. So, um, so I just, honestly, it was several times that I had to do this, that I was like, I wish I just had a hole. And many families just make a hole and cut their clothes up and right. So they do it themselves. Right. Yeah, they do. And they can do that. Or they can keep not even a tube, uh, a bodysuit on or keep the unsnapped and keep their child half dressed all the, you know, so 
basically we came up with this concept of just an open trap door, basically, that goes directly over the um, port, we call it. And so that's what it looks like. This is an actual port. I created my own. I destroyed my daughter with my daughter's permission, (laughs) an itty bitty baby, American baby doll. (laughs) I created a G-tube access port. But then imagine you have the port, the tube, the primer. It's a whole production and you just want quick access. And um, I designed it more for medical use initially, but we were able to design it that it's um, it doesn't feel so sterile and it's fun to use at home. Right. And that's what I love that, you know, one of the things, and this is what I want my listeners to think about, because, right, I always say, as you said, when you get that little spark or thought, you ran into this time and time again. And the thing that I love is that you asked questions, right? So you asked the parents, you asked other nurses, Hey, is it just me? Or are you finding this? And then you took it another step further. You, you took action. And so I would love for you to talk a little bit about that. Like that first time where you got that bulb and it was like, you know what? I want to do a trap door. Cause I want my listeners to listen right now, because if you're, you know, experience something like this at work or at home or wherever, where you're like, you know what? I want to create something because I keep coming up with this problem you do a little market research, you go out and start asking, and that's going to see if that's supposed to be your path. Because what we talk about them on this podcast all the time is I really believe everyone has a path, whether you believe in God or whether you believe in the universe, I believe in God, but that there is a path. So if you have that where you're kind of coming up time and time again, where it's like, wait, this is difficult for me, or I think we can make something easier, follow it a little bit and see, you mean, you might reach out to people, right? And they might say, nope, that's not a problem for me. And you're like, okay, well, that's, I guess it's just me, (laughs) right? I guess it's just me. But so I love that you, you took action, you went, you asked around. That's where I always think it's so important. You ask questions because you're curious, right? You're curious. Are other people doing this? Then you ask those questions and then you took it another step further and you took action. So when you first, all of a sudden that light bulb went off where you're like, you know what? I think I can create this. Can you take us through a little bit of that? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, this could be common with other people, but I, for me, I was like, oh, it's, there's probably something better out there that quick. Um, it's already done that negative talk kind of creeps in, I feel like. And, um, and I put it to rest. I just like, meh, I dismissed that. And three years of dismissal. You did. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's already done. Or, oh, we can work it out. Or if there was something out there, I'd already have it at the hospital. Like someone else would already done it by now. And of course, now over the years I've analyzed, I mean, that's myself. That was myself getting my own way. That wasn't real. And it was just a thought that was not real. So I wish I would have realized it then three years earlier, but it just wasn't manifesting at that time. I was blocking myself. Right. And it was also, it probably wasn't meant to happen at that time. And that's the other thing I want to you know say to people except when someone just keeps telling themselves that and then never takes the action. Like you did take the action, right? So you were able to turn it around. And that's a lot of times when I'm talking to my, you know, a guest or talking to a client that is okay. Right. I kept telling myself, "Eh," as you said, and I love that you brought that up. That was so brilliant because a lot of people do that. No, there has to be something out there. There has to be something better. I'm going to take, tell you a little story and it's really funny, but there's, I ever, I mean, throughout, I feel like for so many years, like when I first was a mom, I used to always come up with ideas and I'd be like, oh, I'm going to create that. No, I'm going to create that. And I would go and research it a little bit because I would always take it that next further. And a lot of times it was around breastfeeding because my kids, 
literally were attached to me at, at all points. And I was like, there has to be something better. There has to be something like in the crib that can help them. And the more I would research, it'd be like, no, that's like, you're going to have a huge suffocation, you know? And I'm like, oh, I don't want, oh my God, I won't do that. I'll just, I'll, you know, so there's something that always kind of stopped me, but, um, I, and there was a couple other products as I went on. I, I got one actually further enough to, I started talking to a patent attorney and then it realized the market really wasn't as big as I thought it was going to be. Um, and this is a funny story. It's deep armpits, um, because I work out. And so I had muscles around, I can't believe I'm actually, this is hilarious. I'm sharing this and now someone's probably going to take it cause I didn't do it. And so now this is going to go out. So you're welcome. Whoever's taking this. Um, I have really deep armpits because my muscles are really strong. So like my pecs and my back. So shaving my arms were so annoying. Now there's laser. So there is, you know, a solution to that, but it was right before laser really was coming. Um, like, like it was big, but I would have to like pull and it was so annoying to shave my armpits. So I took it where I almost got, I almost started creating it. And then we realized, you know what, (laughs) where I talked to people, they were like, no, I don't have weird deep armpits. Even, <laughs> even people that were um, in the fitness world or you know in in really good shape, I just for a strange reason, I think there was a very small percentage of us. So I never took it further, but I still was curious. I still went out and, and, and researched it a little bit. So I love that what you said there was, you know, it took you three years, but the thing is that you can't look back and say, Oh, I wish I did it. Cause it just wasn't meant to happen. Then you're, you were meant to, you were meant to do it when you did. So sorry for that long armpit story, but I just thought it was so funny because it is such an important thing. And there's so many women, moms, dads, you know, people out there that have these ideas but every day, every day, day I feel like there's something, Yep. Mm -hmm. but they do exactly what you said. They're like, Oh, someone else must've done it. Or they don't, they're not curious enough to ask the questions. So if you guys are listening to this right now and you have ideas that you want to do, start doing a little market research. I mean, one of the things I remember when I first, one of the ideas I had, I was nervous to ask people because I didn't want someone to take it. That's the other thing. Oh yeah, that could totally be. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna run with it. Right. I was like, oh, someone's <laughs> gonna take it, and then they're yeah. gonna do it. But this is the other thing that I want to put out there: is if right, if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. But also, you're gonna put your twist on it, right? So if you're gonna put your own twist on it, so it's gonna be your your own, and so it's gonna be different than the next person. It's very true, and I think when you come back to it, for me, I kept revisiting. It kept nudging at me, and I what I. Did finally one day I went and bought a a bodysuit and I dismantled it and I took it to my dry cleaner, the lady who does all my hemming, and um, I'm like, can you trust? And she's looking at me like very strangely, like what? <laughs> And then I bought a couple of pieces, what I thought, because I can only sew a button. So I'm not sitting at home making these. Um, but I just knew that there had to have been a way. I'm like, why? It was just eating at me that I just kept nudging and nudging and nudging at me. And I finally took, she created my prototype and I have that. And I had it hanging in my office. And I, it's funny because I kept staring at it forever. And it was one day my mom was visiting and I had little ones at the time and it disappeared. And I came back from home from work one day and she was, I'm like, where's this baby suit? Where's this body suit? And she's like, Oh, the, the kids are bigger now. You don't need this. I'm like, oh, what did you do something with it? She, where did you put it? And I, it was then though. And I share that because I was freaking out. Like, where's my prototype? Where is this vision. Where is this thing? You know? And I didn't really realize like why I was freaking out. Like it disappeared. 
but that spoke to me. I'm like, oh no. And I right there and I realized that's something I needed. I needed to just stop and just do and move on and get this, see if it's a thing, see if this will be helpful. So I found it. She never threw it away. Thank goodness. <laughs> By the way. So I still have it. Um, but I think the next step for me had to be, okay, it was not only my problem and it's a couple of other parents, how big is this issue to even pursue? And it was doing that, that I, what do they call it? The, um, the creation of it and seeing if the final creation of a, of one, a better sample was going to be, you know, what, what the proof of concept, is it really going to work right. for a family? Um, so I could not do that on my own with the patients that I was working with just because for hospital regulations and policies. So totally. it was like not going to work. So I, you know, there is with social media and groups and special groups that are out there and you know, to reach further. So to your point, yes, reach out there and see if your idea is, you know, this or your problem is the same problem as others are having, but then your solution, you know, is it going to work? And so reach out to those people. And it, I wasn't sure. You know, I think it's like believing enough just to get that one more validation, just that one more validation. And it was from a mom. So a mother of six and her youngest baby had a G-tube and she saw my photo of a prototype and I wanted to share it to see who would be willing to try it. And she, I sent it to her within a week. She sent me photos and I was in tears. Oh my God. I'm, t I'm actually like the chills just happened to my body. It actually hurt. Cause it's so cold here. I got like the chills. That's amazing. And so that's another thing. Like when people bash social media and they say it's not, it's not good. Social media is good if you use it for the right reasons. And so Absolutely. I love I that. I don't think I would have ever had that connection from someone in New Hampshire, you know, that I'm like, that was also a valid point. I'm like, it's not just in Maryland. It's in New Hampshire. I mean, it's global. And so, you know, that was there. I knew it was an extension of my nursing care. I was able to help give my nursing care to someone in New Hampshire through this simple you know, trap door. And, 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 and so, I mean, that's yeah. the thing you made her life easier, right? I mean, a mama six and then the six. sixth one with the feeding tube. I mean, oh boy, you know, you already have your hands full and then you have your hands even fuller. So the fact that you were able to, you know, and, and you could hear it from your heart. I mean, anyone that's listening to this episode can hear you. I mean, the fact that you love to babysit and, you know, you are a true uh, caregiver. I mean, that is, you know, one of your, I'm sure your, core, you know, your qualities and your core, core values is you are a caregiver. So the fact that you were able to help this woman, it probably just really, I mean, solidified everything like, okay, I am, I am, I'm on the right path to something. And, you know, it probably just kind of knowing you this a little bit of, you know, a little bit, it probably was twofold. It was like, okay, I'm getting validation for my product. But then also what you just said is I helped someone in a different state. And it was about the helping that probably kind of drove it even further. It wasn't even oh, so for sure. That was the, that was the lighter. I mean, they just kind of lit and ignited that, that part. And that's where it took off. Absolutely. That's amazing. It, would, it wouldn't have happened any other way. It had it not happened that way. It just would have been like, eh, that's an idea or it's, but when the fact that it worked and she sent me a video of her daughter and we are now still close and we FaceTime and she's now seven. So it's, 
awesome. And I got to meet them and it's, it's been a great journey. Yeah. It's super cool. I mean, that's so cool because what you said, and you really painted such a picture of it because we all know when you're, when your baby is cold and, and, and when you're, especially if you're a new mom or, or, or dad, or not even, even if you're, if it's just like, you see that your child's uncomfortable because they have this new thing, like you become tense and uncomfortable. And so it just makes it so much worse. So if it's just like where you can just access a trap door, which just seems so crazy to me, like, like that, that never was developed. Like that is so crazy to me that, uh, you know, but sometimes the medical field, I always find that they, I feel like sometimes they do things harder than they need to. Yeah. Or even the retail. So now I always envisioned Tubesies to be dress hospital. Cause that's where I was and that's what I am. And that's where the kids are. So it's just going to be a hospital use. But because of um, this family, they're like, we need it. We travel. We're in sports games. The do- my child, you know, is in a carrier and car seat all day. We go to doctor's appointments and we can- I cannot keep undressing her or what was out there. So that's what I had to do next. I'm like, okay, how do I, what do I do next? And I think that's another barrier people tend to put in front of them is not only that someone else already completed or has invented something that they had an idea of is what do I do next? And then sometimes that can be a daunting idea or, and you shut down. And again, because of this family, it was my motivator to, if there's one family, there are more how can I get this and make more? And so I read the only thing I knew, and I've heard this over my, I guess, just journey of I'm very much into personal growth and to self-motivating uh, motivational books and, and other, you know, people that have shared their journey and their story. And I came back to this idea that I read once it's, you know, lean on someone who's already done it before you, you know, go to someone who's already done it. It's not, yeah. it's not really rocket science if you do that. And there's usually someone who's developed something. So that's where Tiffany Crumans comes into play, where I remember the Shark Tank episode 10 years ago that she invented this product and created this prototype. And the, what, what were the steps that she took? And so I did. I reached out to her. It wasn't a quick connection, but it was, it was one that over time was meant to be and she helped me grow this company. Stay tuned for a quick message from my sponsor. Hi, my name is Shari Hodes, and I'm the president of Aura Limited, a proud all-women-owned brand marketing and global sourcing agency. Simply put, we provide fashion-forward swag for any and all of your branding needs. Please visit us at www.auralimitedspelledout.com. So is this, I know you can, you know, you sell this, actually, if you can share people where you sell it. So, you know, anyone that's out there, because everyone knows someone that, you know, is in this experience, whether it's there for themselves. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't know anyone, just start asking around and looking around because there is probably a neighbor, a cousin, a niece, you know, someone in your life that has a feeding tube um, and that this could help. And that's what a special thing that you hear about something and then you go and help. So where can they purchase this? Where can they find you? If you can share that with, uh, with the listeners. So we do have a website. I say we, but it's me, (laughs) you know, we, I, I, it just sounds, um, I don't know. Like I, I will grow one day and we will have a week. Yes, you but will. It's, my website is tubesies.com and it's T-U-B-E-S-I-E-S.com. So direct on our website. And um, since it's been five years, so um, 
that we've been in business and um, we're sold through Zappos Adaptive. So Zappos has a um, side department that's really, I think now four years old, and they've really broadened the inclusion adaptive market of clothing for adults and children, which is incredible. So cool. I think, you know, this has been needed for so long and there are more and more um, companies, small businesses um, that are creating adaptive apparel. So I had no idea I was creating an adaptive apparel, but that's what it's called. And I learned that. Um, And so since then, there have been other small boutiques online. Um, Patty and Ricky is another online boutique for um, that special adaptive clothing. Um, Juniper. Unlimited is an up and coming company that is um, like a Zappos adaptive. So um, I'm excited to see that it's in retail. It just makes sense that it, you know, you're introduced to this product in the hospital because it's, you know, um, given to a medically fragile child, but that they can go outside and um, purchase online to other other stores. Right. I love that. And I love that you put the sayings on it and you have like the cute pictures and stuff. So can this be like, do hospitals, do you sell directly to hospitals too? Is that something that you plan to do or you do do? I mean, that has to be a huge feat, right? I mean, finding the person that purchases all that stuff and say, Hey, because I'm sure there's, you know, price costs and all is probably very messy, but is that, yeah. yeah, is, is there, is that a goal and are you in hospitals? Can you take us through that a little bit? Sure. So initially I knew right away I had to help and share this with the hospital and the very hospital that I was, you know, inspired me, Mount Washington Pediatric Hospital, um, do, they do carry it. Um, on their floor. And in fact, um, their creative way of doing it is through their patient care liaison and nursing education department. When the child does receive this um, G-tube and the teaching and training for the parents on how to utilize this medical device, they're given one to go home. Oh, that's so brilliant. Really cool. So they purchase a bundle and they um, pair up the size and give, um, we have six styles um, that they give to the family so that then the family can then later, you know, go online and purchase other sizes and it it grows with their baby. It grows with their baby. That's amazing. So do, do the, do the nurses use it? I mean, is it used every day for the children or they still use it their barbaric way? So we are trying to get in to have it, um, where the nurses are using it. We do have several, well, um, it's been a process, you know, I yeah. think now, and this is why at the, at the beginning calling hospital to hospital and they have their own policies and their own red tape, um, has been very challenging. So that's where I then took a step back and realized, okay, what are the big brands that are in, we call it the clean holding closet. So it's this huge closet where you see all the medical tubings and devices and bags and IV bags that I practically live in when I worked in the hospital. And I finally, after a year and a half, connected with a reputable distributor. And I knew that that would probably be the only way. A company, a distribution company that learns about the products, they take it on and sell it and their medical sales reps. Sell um, it. Yes. But that's amazing that you did that. And so I love that. But that's another thing. Like you ran into like, how can I do this? And that's why it's so important to ask the questions and be curious because that's where you find, okay, this is my, my, 
I have my big picture. Let's break it down to little pieces and let's tackle the little pieces first. And then as you tackle the little pieces, other things happen, right? So you get like, that. that's where your path, where it zigzags. I never say there's a straight line. It's zigzagging. Yeah. And I think to your point, I love how you always encourage the question because sometimes I think one can say, well, who do I ask? And honestly, I feel like I've asked myself, if I think you just ask it out loud, you know, to God, to the universe, it's just having that question in your fourth thought of your mind that leads to your then your wheels turning. And then for you to uncover, it was literally me going back to one moment and it popped in of me like going into this clean holding closet and seeing the brand Medline. And I'm like, ah, okay. And oddly enough, it's not that I had reached out to them a year or two prior, nothing happened. They have an online, you know, link where you can submit, you know, inquiries and vendor information, nothing, just no, it was like quiet silence. Right. Nothing ever happened. And it was one day out of the blue of another networker, another small business, someone still in my, in my, um, in the feeding tube world, because there's formulas and there's other products in that world, um, where she introduced me to someone in the company and that led to a um, 22 months, <laughs> um, process. And now we're officially a vendor with Medline. But so, Crazy. But that's amazing. But so that's the other thing I want everyone to listen to. Like it's, it's never stopping. So, and, and the networking is what's so important oh, yeah. and networking. And it is sometimes true, you know, it's who, you know, but it's also the work that you put into place before and during that sometimes like it happens. So it, some people will be like, well, I don't know anyone. You do. You just don't realize you do because you have to put that work in. And then when the time is right that you're supposed to meet that person, it will happen if that's meant, if that's your path. So, you know, Cecilia, I love this so much. I just want to say thank you so much for joining your next stop and sharing your story. And so if you can tell everyone again, where to find you, that would be awesome. Tubesies.com, T-U-B-E-S-I-E-S.com. And we're also, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Tubesies. And um, I thank you. I thank you for your time. I thank you for sharing our story with your listeners. And hopefully that something that I've messed up and or you know, solved along the way um, can motivate them and inspire them to keep going. Oh, I definitely think it will. So you guys, you know what to do. Like, share, rate, and review this podcast. Go follow follow Cecilia and Tubesies. And also think about it, rack your brain right now. Think, oh, you know what? I do know someone that actually could use this product because that's how, you know, we do it. And I know I've said this before and it is corny, but it's so true. Sharing is caring. You could help someone with this product because just think of that baby that's so cold that does not want to be unchanged all the time. And that parent that's trying to help them, you're going to make their life easier. So definitely, definitely share, rate, review, and get this podcast out there. And if you know anyone in the medical field that you think that should be connected with Cecilia, please also do that. This will be in the show notes. And um, so Cecilia, thank you again. We appreciate you joining your next stop. Thank you, Juliet. I appreciate all you do. I hope you liked this episode of Your Next Stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends, and join in each week. 